This is 16-year-old Gavin Smith from Kanawha County, West Virginia. On December 13, 2020, a friend of Gavin's parents went to their family home on Cemetery Hill Drive to check on them after not being able to reach anyone for several days. After knocking a few times and getting no response, the friend found the door unlocked and decided to let themselves in. Finding nobody in the entryway, they began to look around and search for the family, ending up at the closed door to the master bedroom. Upon entering it, they found a horrific scene. The parents, 39-year-old Risa Mae Saunders and 37-year-old Daniel Dale Long, were lying in their bed, clearly deceased, with gunshot wounds to the head. Lying on the floor at the foot of the bed, also deceased with a gunshot wound to the head, was 12-year-old Gage Ripley, and unbeknownst to the friend, but later discovered by police, three-year-old Jameson Long was just down the hall in his crib, also deceased with a gunshot wound to the head and a cut throat. The friend left and called the police, who arrived shortly thereafter. Upon surveying the scene and discovering Jameson's body, their immediate priority was to find the last remaining member of the family, 16-year-old Gavin Smith. Not just because he could be in danger, as this was clearly a targeted attack, but because he was also their number one suspect. Within the hour, Gavin was located at the nearby home of his girlfriend, 17-year-old Rebecca Lynn Walker, and they were both brought in for questioning. Police spoke to Rebecca first. She initially told them that Gavin had been being abused by his stepfather, Dan. Apparently, the abuse was so frequent and severe that Gavin began to fear for his life. She said a couple days earlier, Gavin couldn't take it anymore, and he snapped. In a blackout, he took Dan's gun from his dresser and used it to kill his entire family. When he came to and realized what he'd done, he panicked. He put the gun back, left the house, and rode his bike to Rebecca's, where he'd been for the past couple days, lying low while she tried to console him. She said he was upset and remorseful for what he'd done, but stressed that he didn't know what to do, and if he hadn't done anything, Dan would have killed him. After hearing this, police tried to find any sort of evidence that would indicate a history of abuse in the home, but came up empty-handed. No calls to CPS, no reports from teachers, no history of violence, no signs of neglect, nothing. Not about Dan, not from Gavin, not from his siblings, not from anywhere. So police were skeptical of Rebecca's story, and as you'll soon see, it was for good reason. Police then decided to talk to Gavin in order to get the story directly from him, see if it matches up with Rebecca's, and see if there were any issues or contradictions with his claims. That's where we're going to pick up, and oh boy were there. But real quick, if you like this kind of content, please consider subscribing and hitting the notification bell. Or if you enjoyed this video, just give us a like or a comment. In this genre, there's tons of low-effort content and plagiarism right now, so anything to earn a little favor from the algorithm for channels like mine that put in a lot of work and take a long time to craft these videos from scratch is greatly appreciated. It shows me that there's still a demand for more content like this. Alright, let's roll. Uh, gin and bacon. 
That's what I know. <laughs> well, we have to change the case. Mm -hmm. He's on a diet, so he just eats three days. I can tell. <laughs> he needs to get on a new one, doesn't he? Yeah. Going to school and doing in class, not in fall job. Okay. You at the, you at Hoover? Mm -hmm. Where you going? Yeah. I mean, if this COVID stuff would want to happen, I'd be having good grades and all that, but I'm having bad time. Did y'all usually get good grades? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so, have you done the virtual learning the whole year, or are you just doing the. I've been there about e learning. Since beginning of the year. The whole time? Yeah, since COVID started. Okay, so you've been doing it all year. Mm -hmm. I know there's a lot of high school kids that are wanting to not go to school and just want to do it from home. Yeah. I don't understand why they want to shut the schools down. Every day there's a kid getting COVID. All right. Well, that's the way it's looking. That's the way it's going. These cases keep going up. Mm-hmm. What'd you get to drink? Coke. Damn, we got the same order. Well, thank you, dude. <laughs> These first few minutes may seem unimportant, but there's actually a couple things going on here. The most obvious, which you've probably noticed, is the building of rapport. Before they start asking questions, they want Gavin to be as comfortable as possible and believe that they care about his well-being and are on his side. Giving him something to eat is an easy and effective way to do this. And you can already see that it's working, because he waited for the officers before he started eating so that they could eat together, as a subconscious mutual show of respect. You can also tell that Gavin is anxious. He looks around the room, looking back and forth between the two officers, hoping for some reassurance. But the officers reinforce their position of authority by not looking back, instead looking away or at each other, leaving Gavin continually searching. This is a great position to start an interrogation from. Gavin is comfortable enough to look at and talk to the officers, but fearful enough to already be searching for their approval.
grab him? Yes. So you, did we understand well enough for you what's going on up here when we were back up here at River Haven, mm -hmm. girlfriend's house? Yeah. We explained to you everything that's going on, and are you still good with us? That, that form that we explained to you it still applies, okay? Yes. You, so you're good with everything, you understand everything, and um, so we want to uh, we want to understand what happened because Gavin, a lot of times we work a lot of these type of cases where you have a kind of a toxic home life. You know what that means? Like it's just yeah, I get uh, yeah, yeah. and we and we and we deal with a lot of families that. Um, that the parents mistreat the children, and um, there's domestic violence in the home, child maltreatment, child sexual abuse, child abuse. There's all types of different things that we deal with, okay? Yes. We understand that. And in talking to your girlfriend, a couple of our detectives have talked to our girlfriend, and she, she's she's told them um, what all... What's been going on. What, what, what's been going on, and... Um, she obviously you told her what happened up there, right? Yeah, abuse and all that. Huh? Abuse and all that. Yeah. Well, and, and what else happened with your family up there that's, that has died? Okay. Uh, that I don't know, but I know about the abuse. Because huh? I said I didn't know about the seat the season, but I know about the abuse because that's what they used to do all the time. Okay. Right off the bat, police use a familiar tactic: justification. Before they even ask him what happened, they preface the question with, in a lot of these cases, there's toxic home life, parents mistreat the children, sexual abuse, domestic violence, yada yada, essentially giving Gavin an excuse for his actions, and making the question seem much less confrontational. This both retains the rapport they've already built, and makes it easier for Gavin to tell them the truth, since he now has a good reason, real or otherwise, to blame the murders on. Once they have him locked in on the act, then they can figure out if his reasons are valid. Well, like I said, you're, you go, just go ahead and tell us about that. Tell us about all of that. Well, do you want me to start from the beginning? Yeah, just start from the beginning. Well, sometimes during April, my stepdad used to abuse me all the time if I didn't do something he wanted or something like that. Okay. I, and I would send my girlfriend photos of the bruises and wear marks and all that. And anytime he didn't get his way, he would help me. And oh, yeah. so would my mom. Like, she punched me in the mouth a couple times because I didn't do what she wanted. Like, well, I don't know what it was, but they would abuse me every time I didn't want to do something that I shouldn't have done. Okay. So, <clears throat> first of all, who all lives in your house? How old are you? You're 16? 16. What's your date of birth? Jail fall, wait, five seventeen oh five. Five seventeen oh five. I know oh five. Oh four. Okay. And if I and if I say something that that's wrong, if you're not wrong or correcting me, okay? All right. All right. So, um, who all lives at the house with you? My mom, my stepdad, my baby brother, and my younger brother. Okay. What are all their names? Dave is the youngest. Well, not the youngest. Younger brother. Jameson's the baby, uh, Dan is the stepdad, and mom is the Lisa. Okay. All I say. I can't pronounce how it's right. Your mom's name's what? Lisa with the R. Risa. Risa. Yeah, I okay. can't pronounce. R I S A. Mm -hmm. Okay. Gotcha. Um, so how old are your brothers? Eleven, three, 
Gage is 11, and Jameson is 3. Jameson is 3? That's your, okay. And they, are they your two? Bloodlines. And they're your biological brothers? They're not like your half-brothers or step-brothers or anything like that? Yeah, they're by definite dads. Okay, but if they're all three, you all are your mom's kids? Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yes. Okay. So when did stepdad come into the picture? When did he? Well, when I started sixth grade. Began sixth grade. Okay. When you began sixth grade, when your stepdad abused me and all that. When did he start? When did he meet your mom? Or when did they get married? Uh, they got married somewhere in June, June or July. Of when? Last year. Of last year. Mm-hmm. Okay. Had they been together before that? Uh, they've been together since 2016. Since 2016? Yeah, since I got in sixth grade. Okay. And when did the, the abuse start? Well, it started this April. I just, yeah. This past April? Yeah. Okay. And what was going on? Well, we had a lot of family problems. Like, my aunt, she has cancer down in her area and on our like a normal cancer, yeah. Except it's a very well kind of one, and we've been just dealing with that a lot. And my grandmother passed away in 2013, and Dan started blaming me for her death and all that, saying I was the one gave it to her, and, which you can't give a cancer. Right. It's just been bothering me a lot. I understand. Does he mean to your brothers, too? No, it's only me. Why is that? I wish I knew. Because I take care of Jameson all the time. Like, they, he calls me daddy, which is a bad thing, since I'm his oldest brother. Because I've been taking care of him since day one, since he got out of the hospital. Mm-hmm. It's just been hard. Okay. Now, is your real dad? Is he your real? I actually don't know where he is. I actually never met him. You never met your real dad? I want to, but I never met him. Okay. What about your mom? How do you and your mom get along? Not well. I don't talk to her at all. You don't? No. Okay. What about your little brothers? No, I usually just talk to James and make them all happy. But they don't ever talk to them. Gavin takes the bait and immediately asserts that he was definitely for sure abused by his parents. He says that since April of 2020, his parents would hit him whenever they didn't get their way force him to take care of his baby brother Jameson 24-7, and even blame him for his grandmother getting cancer and dying, telling him that it was his fault. Now while nothing could ever justify killing your family, if Gavin really was being abused like this, it would give his defense in court a lot more weight. A long-term abuse victim who finally snapped and killed their abuser is a lot easier to sell to a jury than a detached psychopath who randomly decided to kill their parents because they disagreed with them. However, there are already some small discrepancies and abnormalities in his story. For one, it's weird that he says the abuse started specifically in April of this year. Abuse, especially that of a child, is typically something that builds over time, starting smaller and gradually getting worse over a course of years. It typically doesn't just start out of nowhere, going from a loving relationship to horrifying cruelty overnight. He also says when talking about being forced to care for his brother that he had to take care of him since the day he got home from the hospital. Jameson was three. If he's been the sole caregiver since he was born, as he claims, and he considers that to be abuse, why didn't he say that the abuse started three years ago instead of specifically this April? 
nothing major or mind-blowing, but there are some issues. Gage is the 11-year-old, right? Mm -hmm. Jameson's the 3-year-old? Yes, sir. Okay. Well, <clears throat> um, how long have you been at uh, your girlfriend's house? A couple of days. Okay. And tell us about how you ended up there. Well, she asked me to come over because she's needed help with school, and she's been having a very hard time with her mother's death that happened last month. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to come over, and I asked my stepdad, well, my mom, let go over there, and they said, yeah, just be back by Tuesday. And that not been there since. Okay. Have you been doing your schooling? Yes, we've been helping each other with school. Okay. So you've been doing virtual learning or Schoology or whatever it's called. Schoology. Schoology. I don't know. Yeah, however you say it. You've been doing that at... How um, else, yes. Okay. And what's your girlfriend's name? Rebecca. Rebecca. Uh, Wawa. Okay. Was it W-A-L-K-E-R. Okay. Um, how long have y'all been together? Since March 28th. Oh, this year? Mm-hmm. So... Almost nine months. Yeah, almost about nine months. How do you all communicate? Talking. Uh, do you mean the yeah, media? Yeah, yeah. We usually talk through Instagram and Skype. Skype? Mostly Skype. That's well, how we kicked, it, we kicked it off and on Snapchat. Then we just went to Skype and Instagram. Okay. You talked to her on Facebook? I don't really like Facebook. Huh? I don't really like Facebook. Okay. What's your Snapchat name? Uh, hold on. It's been so long since I've been in that account. Demon Child... Something. If I know, I tell you. I just don't remember it. Okay. What about your Instagram? Shadow Panther. It's just well names. It's 1987 after Shadow Panther. Shadow Panther 1987. Mm -hmm. Um. You have a Facebook? I mean, I used to, but I deleted that account. Okay. Like it's gone. When did you do that? I got that in April, but then some person uh, hacked into it. And another one tried to blackmail me, and I just deleted the account. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What about cell phone? You got cell phone? No, cell you don't have a cell phone? No, because the last time I had a cell phone, uh, Dan smashed it. After, Dan? Yeah, after he found out, I was telling him back for what's been going on. Okay. Um, so, how... Gavin, here's the thing. Um, like I said, we're, we have investigators up there at, at your house, okay? Yes, sir. And we talked to you up there and said you're, your family, some of your family members are deceased. Okay. You know what that means? They're dead, right? Yeah. Um, there's a lot of a lot of evidence in this case. I think you mentioned where up the road there that you watch a lot of these shows and you see how a lot of this stuff goes. So you know what what we can do as cops yeah. to try to figure out how things happen, right? Yes, sir. So obviously um, with something serious like this, 
What? How about you? Yeah, I, I understand your point. That people in the house. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you're gone, and we find you at your girlfriend's house. We find your girlfriend and talk to your girlfriend, and your girlfriend, she's coming off on everything, okay? She's telling us everything that you've told her about what happened at your house, okay? Yes, sir. So what we're wanting is to get the truth from you about yeah. what happened at your house and how your family ended up dead, okay? Yes, sir. We, we want the truth from you, okay? I have no right to lie to, I lie to cop anyways. Yeah. Because I've been around them all my life. Yeah. So we we just want the truth from you, okay? We just want to kind of know what was going through your head when everything happened, okay? Yes. So can you can you tell us what happened? Police interject, letting Gavin know that they're already investigating his home and that they have evidence he isn't telling them everything. This is still done in a non-confrontational way, though, urging him to tell them more without directly calling him out on anything. You'll also notice that they didn't tell him what kind of evidence they have at this point, only that they have evidence. Because of this, Gavin will need to try and tell them just enough to make them think that he's telling the truth now, but not so much that he incriminates himself beyond what they have the evidence to prove. It's a balancing act that adds even more stress to an already anxious situation, and is essentially impossible to pull off without knowing what evidence they have. He shifts in his chair, touches his face, and bounces his leg, showing clear signs of anxiety, because he's well aware that with every passing second, his chances of making a mistake go up, and the consequences get more severe. Well, after I, I told you the viewers and all that. A um, couple of days ago, before all this happened, I didn't know of, um, me and my mom was cooking, and I told her, well, I tried to open up to her, and she just said I faked it all because I'm currently depressed. Faked all what? Saying I fake cut myself, which I have cut myself yet uh, for a couple months. Okay. And you can't fake cutting yourself. Right. And she said I was faking all this, and I was just one attention. And then, uh, then her overhauled it, and he helped me with that. Dan overheard it. Yeah. And now that night he helped me a little bit. How did he hurt you? He hit me down now. Down where? Your private area? Yeah. Okay. okay, what do you call that? <laughs> I don't say penis, I say the D word. That's whatever, whatever words you use or fine. I don't want to disrespect y'all. Hey, you're not going to disrespect <laughs> me, buddy. I heard it all. No, I probably said it all, too. Everybody <laughs> <laughs> says it all. Yeah. So what do you call that word down there? Dick. Your dick? Yeah. He hit you in your dick? Yeah. How do he hit you in your dick? He grabbed me on the hill and he punched me white. Um, he hit me in white in the dick when he grabbed me in the shoulder. Okay. Now, how did he do that one time or more than one time? He he done that a lot of times. Okay. Okay. Was that? Are you talking about he did that a lot of times that night, or he did it a lot of times like? He that did before? it in the past before, okay. and he did a couple nights ago. Okay. How many times did he hit you a couple nights ago? He hit me two times in the dick and he punched me in the gut. Okay. I don't have that mark on that because it's a wet mark. Okay. Now, so this is your stepdad? Mm-hmm. Okay. And what happened after that? I just, I went to bed and I just fell asleep crying in pain. Okay. And then the next day, uh, Thursday, Thursday, yeah, Thursday, uh, I asked my mom, can I go to Rebecca's hangout if I help her what she's been going through and all that. She says, sure, yeah, you can go as long as you do school. 
and I left that day, and I haven't seen him since. Okay. Because I know, for a fact, my mom, uh, she talked to me about it. She has a couple of people that wants to kill her, but I, God knows what reasons, I don't know well, unless she knows did anything wrong. Well, Gavin, what we're getting at is we talked to Rebecca, and yeah. you told Rebecca everything you did. Yes, sir. Okay. So Rebecca has told one of our detectives what you told her. So we know what happened. Yes, and what sir. I want you to do, I just want you to be honest with us, okay? <clears throat> About what you did, what happened to your family, okay? And it's important that we understand why why people do things, why you would do something like this, okay? Because we understand. We, we kind of see the picture, but it, we need to understand from your your point of view, from your from your words, from your mindset, what was going on yeah. that caused you to do those things, okay? And you need to tell us what you did, okay? Yeah. Because right. Dan has been trying to kill me the past few days. Okay. Like, he would, he cut me right there. Okay. With a knife. Okay. Yeah, and then he's been just trying to kill me while he can. Okay. And I've been able to sleep well until I got to my girlfriend's. I've been just sleep on power. She's been helping me with that. You can tell Gavin isn't a very competent liar as he swings for the fences right out of the gate and misses. He says his dad repeatedly punched him in the crotch, punched him in the gut, but he doesn't have a mark anymore, so you'll just have to trust him. Cut him with a knife, which he does have a small cut that he points out but he also literally just admitted to cutting himself a minute ago, so that's not exactly definitive, and was actively trying to kill him. You'll notice that he didn't lead with those specifics, though. He initially just said, uh, he hurt me real bad. He tries to kill me whenever he can. Which may not seem disingenuous, as you'd probably think that abuse victims try not to remember the details of their abuse, but this actually isn't the case, and that's something police look for. Just imagine you were being abused so badly that you felt your only way out was to kill your entire family, and now the police are asking you why you did it. Wouldn't you tell them every specific detail you could think of about the horrible stuff they did to you and why you had to go this far to stop it? Nothing's ever black and white, I admit, and there are some animal parents out there who've done even worse things to their kids, and victims of abuse don't fit into any one particular mold as far as how they express what happened and how they decide to deal with it. So I reached out to the police department who handled Gavin's case to ask if during their investigation, they found anything to indicate Gavin was being abused. And according to them, they didn't. There was no evidence that Gavin or his siblings had ever been abused. The closest thing they found was that his parents would sometimes put a lock on the refrigerator to stop Gavin from overeating. And while you may not agree with that particular form of parenting, that's a pretty far cry from repeatedly punching your child in the groin. Okay. Well, you told your girlfriend that you killed your family, okay? I don't regret it. And you regret it? No. Well, you need to tell us what you did and why you did it. That's what we want to know, okay? That day, um, that morning, Dan... He put his gun to my head. Cut. And try to make me do what it's gay. What he tried to make me do. He tried to make me shock him. Dan did? Yeah, because mom wanted 
do it anymore. Huh? Shit, because mom wouldn't do it anymore. What? Mom wouldn't do it anymore? Yeah, suck him. That was that. And he tried to do that. No, no, I still. Okay. Who all was there when that happened? Yeah, Okay. What room were you all in? Dale Wim. Huh? Dale Wim. Who's room? My mom and dad's room. Mom and dad's room? Okay. Um, what day was this? Wednesday, Thursday. It's one of those two days. Okay. What time of day was it? I don't know. I didn't pay attention. Was it daytime, nighttime? Daytime. It was daytime? Was it before you ate lunch or after you ate lunch, or you remember? I didn't eat at all that day. You didn't eat at all that day? Well, well tell us what happened when you lost it. I accidentally shot him. Huh? I accidentally shot him. You accidentally shot him? All of them. All of them? How'd you accidentally shoot him, buddy? I didn't realize what I was doing. What do you mean by that? Yes, I wasn't thinking straight. Then... Okay. Who'd you shoot first? Dan. Huh? Dan. Okay. You shot Dan first? It's okay, buddy. We're going to work through this, okay? <clears throat> so you shot Dan first. Where'd you shoot Dan? In the head. In the head? No, he Okay. I know, man, but I what happened after that? I shot him all in the head after. You shot who all in the head after? Mom, then Gage, and Jay. Mom, then Gage, then Jameson. Jameson. Okay. Where were they all? Tell me. Tell us about where everybody was whenever you shot. Mom, then was in bed when I shot them. Were they asleep or asleep? Yeah. And and I got done with that. Gage. I walked Gemma, my dog, and I came back and Gage was trying to kill Jay. He put the knife to his James's door and tried to slit it, and I shot Gage one in the head. Why was he doing that? Because James wanted to shut up. He was screaming and crying. And okay. So your mom and, and Dan? Your mom's name's Risa, right? Yes. They were in bed? Were they asleep when you shot them? Yeah. Okay. Why'd you do that? I lost it. I was just thinking straight. Okay. I thought you said whenever you lost it, Dan had tried to make you suck him. Yeah, that was before all that happened. Okay. It was that morning he tried to make me suck him. Okay, but that, okay. Sometime during that day I shot them. Okay. And where did you get the gun? The dresser. Whose dresser? Dan's dad and mom's dresser. Okay. What kind of gun was it? A forty. Huh? A forty. A forty. Forty caliber? Mm-hmm. A twenty two fire. I don't know what it's a forty caliber. Okay. What kind of are we talking like a big gun, a handgun? It's a handgun. Okay. So I I call that a pistol, you know what a pistol is? Yeah. Okay. What color is it? Black. Black. Um you know what make it is? What? What make is it? Like? I don't remember. Okay. 
Like you know much about guns at all? I mean, I play Call of Duty, but I don't know that much. Okay, so like we carry Springfields, they have Glocks. And uh, it's Smith a Glock. Are you sure it's a Glock? Yeah, it looks like a Smith & Wesson, and okay. but it also looks like a Glock. Okay, I don't know. But it's a pistol. Yes. Okay. Yes. Did you load the gun, or was it already? It was already loaded. Did you have to rock the gun? Like uh, uh no, it was already. There's already one in there. Yeah. Whose gun is it? Dan's. Dan's. Does he always keep it in the dresser there? It quickly becomes apparent that police are pretty well informed about the murders and believe Gavin did it, which he doesn't even try to deny, really. In a scramble to justify his actions, Gavin says that Dan put a gun to his head and demanded he please him because Risa, Gavin's mom, wouldn't do it anymore, at which point he lost it and accidentally shot Dan. He says this happened when they were alone in his parents' room during the daytime. It's strange that when describing his supposed frequent abuse earlier, there was no mention of this intimate proponent, just physical. You'll also notice that he uses vague statements like, I just lost it, or I don't really remember, likely in an attempt to create some wiggle room for any inconsistencies, but that's a band-aid fix, and Gavin's creating 40 caliber bullet hole-sized contradictions. Gavin goes on to say that he killed them, meaning the rest of his family, during this episode. However, immediately after when police ask where were they, he changes his story, saying that Dan and Risa were in bed together, asleep when he shot them. Detectives catch this contradiction and ask him to clarify, which he clumsily does by saying the intimate episode was earlier in the day, and he killed them later, which kinda blows the whole I snapped and did it in a fit of rage explanation. But beyond that, apparently while he was killing his parents, Jameson, his three-year-old brother, started crying so badly that Gage, his 12-year-old brother, decided to cut the toddler's throat because he was crying, at which point Gavin had no choice but to shoot him in the head to stop him. Talk about bad timing. The same day you're assaulted so badly that you snap, and in a moment of blind rage, decide to wait several hours for your assailant to go to sleep, retrieve a gun from their dresser, and shoot them along with your mother, your prepubescent brother, with no history of violence or aggression, also snaps and starts stabbing your other brother, so you have no choice but to use the same gun you just killed your parents with to kill your spontaneously murderous brother in a valiant attempt to save the baby's life, but it was too late, so you had to do the compassionate thing and finish him off to end his suffering. Sounds legit. So you you shot uh, you shot mom and Dan in, in the bed. Yes. Where was everybody else when you shot them? Gage was uh, before I shot Gage, he went into the room and I shot him one day. Okay. And I had to kill Jay because Gage slit his throat with him. Gage slit his throat. And not his own dog, but he slid James' throat with him. Why did Gage slit James' throat? Because he kept on screaming. James kept on screaming, he won't calm down. Was Gage with you when you did all this, or did he see all this? Uh, he didn't see any of it. Then why would he slit? He hauled it. He hauled the gunshots, but... <sighs> James started screaming real loud, like he won't calm down, and Gage couldn't take it, and he... I put a knife to James and started trying to slit it and I shot Gage right there. Because I put, I told that baby that I would protect him since that one. I promised him. So you shot, where did you shoot Gage? Head. 
Okay, where in the house were you when you shot him? In the room. Hmm? In the room. In whose room? Mommy's rooms. Okay. Was he sitting, standing, laying? Standing. When you shot him? When you shot Gage? Yes. And Mom and Dan were laying in bed? Mm-hmm. What about Jameson? Where was Jameson when you shot him? He was in his own room. Mine and his room. Okay. Well, Why did you shoot Jameson? Because he was bleeding from my hell. You can't save someone if you slit someone's throat. Okay. I didn't want to do it, but I didn't like seeing him in pain. Okay. Did you cut Jameson's throat? Now Gage did, before I shot Gage. I promised I've age since day one. Okay. How did he know that gun was loaded? Did you check it? No, yeah, Dan told me. Because me and my grandpa, we took our guns out because that's Dan's gun. And he loaded it, Dan did, and we forgot to go shoot him. Okay. Well, where's your room in this house? Same one Jameson's wound is. Okay. Where, how was Jameson when you shot him? What was what was he doing? Standing up. He was standing He was grabbing his throat, trying to, because he was screaming in pain. Okay. I just couldn't deal with it. You couldn't deal with it? I'm saying I couldn't deal with him screaming like that in pain. Okay. I'm sorry, but I can't hear very good, so I'm just trying to, okay. I'm trying to make sure I understand what you're telling me, okay? So what did you do with the gun after? Where's the gun? I put it back. You put it back? In the dresser. It's in the dresser? Mm-hmm. You didn't take it with you? Mm-hmm. No. Did you get any blood on your clothes or anything? No, so. From all this? Mm-hmm. What were you wearing? Yes. You were wearing those clothes? Yeah, I had jeans on though, but they had a big weapon and I'd been white. You had a big what on? A big whip. Big rip? Yeah, what Oh, like on the knee? Yeah. Okay. I didn't wear it because they had a bunch of holes in it. Okay, were you wearing those shoes? Yes, sir. Can you tell us a little bit about the knife? It was a kitchen knife. It was a kitchen knife. That's, man, it wasn't way that sharp. It was a dog knife, but you can still cut something with a dog knife. I'm not going to keep stopping to point out every single inconsistency in Gavin's statements from here on out, otherwise we'd be here all day, but it's obvious that he's just making this up as he goes along. He's already contradicted himself and changed his story multiple times, and that's with minimal challenging by police. As it becomes apparent, however, that Gavin isn't going to give him much more on his own, police finally start pushing back. Calling him out more directly and forcing him to focus on one piece of the story at a time in order to come up with a reasonable response makes him much more likely to inadvertently contradict another part of the story that he isn't actively thinking about. It may seem almost redundant at this point, given how cobbled together his story obviously is, but every little hole they can poke in his story now is going to be another strike against him in his eventual trial. And in a trial, you can't rely on the jury's common sense or intuition, you have to lay out every single individual lie and explain exactly why they don't make sense, and the earlier they can lay that groundwork, 
the easier it's going to be to convict him. Well, here's the thing, um, Gavin. So with the knife, so we have detectives that are up at your house right now collecting everything. You said you watch those shows. Right so. there. You watch those shows, you know, we're going to do the DNA testing and all that on there. Yes, um, if your DNA is going to be on the, on the handle that knife, yes, so. that's something we need to know. I just want to make sure we're getting the truth from you, okay? Yeah, after I kill Gage, I tuck, I tuck the knife and I'll put it back. I'll put it on the shelf in the hallway. Okay. That's the last time I touched that knife. Well, Gavin, I think, I think what we're well, getting out, I don't think Gavin... I mean, I don't think uh, Gage cut Jameson's throat. I think you did. Well, it was after I shot Gage, Gage shot the knife. I picked up the knife and I put it on the hallway okay. shelf. And I, what, what, I, what I think, the reason I think that is because I think that um, that's what you feel the most bad about, what you did. I, I, I mean, I understand. I, I think you probably feel bad about all of it. I feel very bad for Kim and Jameson, too. I mean, but I think that that's probably the thing that's got you the most tore up over all this is that you killed that baby. That's it. And I, I don't think that Gage, the story, the, everything's making sense, but the part where you're saying that um, Gage cut Jameson's throat and then you shot Jameson while he was standing, that doesn't make sense. No, because Jameson was standing. He was right beside my bed okay. when I shot him. And that. Gage just heard the crying and cut Jameson's throat, and then you came in and killed Gage and killed I, Jameson. Yeah. That, that's that's that part's not making a whole lot of sense. Does that make? Does that? I might have messed up, though. I'm not thinking straight. I understand, and I understand you probably feel bad about all this. Okay, but well, we want, we just don't want. Um, we just want to make sure we we fill in the whole complete picture. Does that make sense? Yes, sir. And that part about you saying that Gage slit the baby's throat after you killed your mom and your stepdad, and then you killed... I killed my dad, mom, Gage, and Chad. Yeah, and then... But the, the whole part about Gage cutting the baby's throat doesn't make I it got it on that stuff. I'm sorry. What'd you get mixed up about? The knife. Uh, the knife part. Okay. Well, tell us about that. After I killed Gage, I had a knife in my hands, but I couldn't do it. So I put the knife on the shelf and I shot him. Never can find this. What did you get the knife out for? I used it for wood. Okay. Because it's, it's a dog knife and we used it to cut pieces of wood, like tiny pieces off. Mm-hmm. That's what I've been using it for. Where'd you get the knife from? Uh, the kitchen. Like in a drawer or is there like a holder for it? A holder. Windows pull out kind of deal. It was in the kitchen? Where was it in the kitchen? What was it near? Uh, it's in that black uh, kitchen set auto where you just pull it out and you put it back in. You slide it back in. Okay. 
So what did you, what were you going to use the knife for that day? I was going to help myself with it. I was going to realize what I was going to what I did, but probably grab it. What is it? I'm sorry. I said I was going to use it on myself. I don't realize what I did to the body. Okay. But I changed my mind. Okay. So did you cut Jameson's throat? Mm-hmm. Okay. So did Jameson's throat get cut? I, I got mixed up. I'm sorry. It's okay. Well, I mean, if if, if Jameson I, has a cut on his throat, it'll, our investigators will find it up there. I know. Well, man, he, he had a little tiny cut, but that was a couple of days ago, like before all this happened. Because what me and him was playing, and he cut the edge of his neck off of one of the toys. Okay. So, and I totally got him. So I just want to make sure I'm clear. The gauge, see, gauge did not cut Jameson's throat. Gage did not cut Jameson's throat. I'm sorry. Well, why did you tell us that to begin with? I got messed up. Okay. I am way sorry. With that small push, Gavin buckles and admits that Gage didn't cut Jameson's throat. He claims he was going to, but decided against it, and shot him instead. You'll notice, however, that even when he finally admits to killing Jameson, he's still doing as much as he can to retain some sympathy. He didn't deliberately lie to the police, he just got it mixed up. It's an easy mistake to make. The memory of him murdering a toddler by shooting it in the head just got mixed up into a completely different person using a completely different weapon. Whoops! And the knife he was going to use to do it, he didn't pick it up to deliberately harm anyone. He was actually going to use it to harm himself because he was just so upset about what happened. It's a despicable and frankly embarrassing attempt to somehow put forward the idea that even though his family are the ones that are dead and he's the one who killed them, he's still a victim here too. I know you are, buddy. So what made you want to do all this? That is not happening to him, Because he's dead. He's been trying to kill me constantly. What do you mean by that? Like, I sent like that kind of photos of bruises. Like, I had a, well, I know, was a big jump bruise that big from dead. Mm-hmm. And it was swelled up so bad, and Dan used to hit me in the back all the time and all that. Mm-hmm. Just for fun, because he would giggle. And my back would lock up on Alpha Billion Moon. And Mom didn't even do anything about it. But she saw Dan abuse me, and Dan has punched me. He punched me right here. What the? And I had a black eye, and he hit me again on the other side. I had two other black eyes. Okay. Has CPS ever been to your house? You know CPS is? What CPS? Child Protective Service. <laughs> no, but I've been trying to get a hold of them, but I can't. Okay. Did anybody at the school ever notice any of this stuff? Mm-mm. It happened when all this COVID that I had to stay home kind of deal. Okay. Did, uh, did the police ever get called to your house for anything? No, not that no. Okay. Is there anything else we didn't ask you about you think's important? We might sit in here for a second. I'll be right back. Yeah.
Police leave Gavin alone for a few minutes, either to check on some of his story or just give him some time to sweat. I'm gonna jail. Police come back and sit down without saying a word, and Gavin responds in kind before they get back to the interrogation. They put a restraint on against him because all he ever did was protect me. Okay. 
Wait, the grandpa? Grandpa. Great grandfather. What's your great grandfather's name? Buster Saunders. Buster Saunders. Okay. Did he know what was going on with all the abuse? I know, not that, but he knew what was going on about the baby situation. What about the baby situation? Me taking care of Jameson 24-7, feeding him, buying him stuff. Like, when I got money, I wouldn't buy all my stuff. I'd buy it on Jameson. Okay. Well, why'd you kill Dan? Because I the bears there, and he's never done to me. You see the interrogators asking the same questions multiple times, and while that may seem a bit weird, it's actually another pretty common technique. And the reason they do it is simple. If you're telling the truth, you probably don't have to think, because you know what happened and you can answer right away. If you're being deceptive, you have to think. Did I answer this already? What did I tell them the first time? Have I changed any other part of my story since then that would conflict with my previous answer? Is that previous answer still the best one for my current situation? Will my new answer conflict with any other previous part of my story? Even the best liars still need at least a moment to think about these things, which is why you'll typically hear a lot of, um, uh, and now that I think about it, in police interrogations. Typically, the most effective way to employ this technique is to ask the repeated questions minutes or even hours apart, giving the suspect plenty of time to forget and trip themselves up. But here, Gavin can't even keep his story straight when being asked the questions within the same minute. Like I said, I get that. I just don't understand. I'm trying to understand why you kill Gage and Jameson. I mean, Gage, he... Dan would hold me against my will, like against the one get he will let Gage punch me. What? I don't know. That's what I want to know. When did that happen? Ever since Dan started abusing me. Okay. So how long has that been? Since March? No, April. Dan started abusing me ever since this COVID thing started. Like physically abused? Physically abused and emotionally. Like so bad I would end up slicing myself. Yeah, badly. I know earlier you said Dan tried to make you suck his dick. Yeah. Has she done that before? He tried, but I wouldn't do it. Have you ever done it? Mm -hmm. Ever since she's ever tried to get you to? No. Okay. Have he ever tried to... Uh... He has got sex with Tossman. Huh? He has got sex with Tossman. Like I told you guys, try to make me suck him, and he has whipped a couple of my shots off. How? Let's run up by me again. I said he has got sex or talks to me. Like, Sexual towards you? Yeah, like trying to make me suck his dick. Yeah. And he has whipped a couple of my shots off. Like, they would be tall up kind of deal. When did, how long has that been going on? Well, a couple of my shots got whipped from him, so um, a couple months ago. Like a month or two. month or two? Mm-hmm. How many times did this happen? Three times. Three times? He tried to make me something. Okay. Over how long a time span? Okay, from November. Wait, from September to November. That. Because mom wanted to do him. Okay. And when was the most recent time that you that he tried to? November. Okay. I thought you said he made you try to the other day. Yeah, I'm saying November he tried to make me. Okay. Yeah, from September to November, he tried to make me suck him. Okay. And how did he try to make you suck him? He whipped my, 
he would try to whip my clothes off me. And he would grab me by the head and try to force me down. And he would pull his stick out and try to get me something. Did you ever do it? Mm, no. How did you get it to stop? I kind of hit him in the dick. Hmm? I kind of punched him in the dick. But that's, I didn't want to. Okay. Well, my understanding is you've had contact with some of our deputies for other things. I don't know, but you ran away or... And my beef on the one in a way. That's the only times. How come you didn't tell any of our deputies about all this stuff that was going on? I was just scared. What were you scared of? I've been terrified ever since Dan did all this. Hmm? So I've been terrified to tell anyone ever since Dan did all this. Okay. Well, how long had you been planning to kill your family? A couple of days before it all happened. A couple of days before? Before it all happened. Did you tell anybody about what you were planning to do? Well, I told Rebecca, but I regret never doing that. You told Rebecca what? I, I told Rebecca about regret I was doing all this. Okay. Did you tell her before you did it? Mm-hmm. How did you tell her? I told her I was going to kill them. Okay. How did you tell her? Like, were you telling her in person, on the phone, or on messages, or what? Uh, it was on messages. What kind of messages? Google. Huh? Google. Google? Google. How, how does that work out? Uh, duo. Google Duo. Huh? Google Duo. Google Duo? Okay. Oh, uh, Google Meet. It's one of those. Where you can text and bitch at the same time. Okay. Do you have, like, an account for that, or how does that work? I do have an account for that. You do? What's your account name for? Uh, well, it's more like an email. Okay. What's your email? Glam Leopard, and it's my ball date, X, with Becca's ball date. 2005, X, 2003. So now, the fit of rage excuse is completely out the window, as Gavin admits that he told Rebecca three days earlier that he was going to kill them. Not kill Dan, kill them. Rebecca's the girlfriend police mentioned earlier in the interrogation, when they said, we already talked to your girlfriend. As they begin to broach the topic, you can see Gavin getting even more anxious, almost as though, despite the entire conversation up to this point being a detailed account of how he was abused and then graphically murdered his family, this topic seems to strike a particular nerve. I wonder why that could be. Okay, Green Reaper. Grim Reaper. Grim Reaper. Yeah. Okay. And then what is it? Then the last is just eight at gmail.com. Grim Reaper. 2005 X 2003 at gmail.com. Okay. And that's your Rebecca's birth year? Is it piece of paper? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, for a second. Okay. I just put that in. Where, where was everyone else whenever Dan would try to make it? Like your little brothers and your mom, where would they be out in the house? They would be out of the house. They would be gone? Yeah, they'd be gone. Wait, they would leave me and Dan alone in the house? Wait, mom would take Gage and Jensen. Okay. Fall out or something, and Dan would... So every time Dan has tried to get you... Every time that, me and Dan was alone. Yeah, so you guys have always been alone every time it's been tried by it. Yeah. Okay. Now I always say cooped up in my room. Did you ever tell uh, your grandpa Buster about this? Mm-mm. No, because I'm afraid to. Yeah, he 
knows that James and me take Calvin Klein more seven on it. But he doesn't know any about the, like, the physical abuse and the sexual advances. No one knows that. Because that's way back in those, the sexual abuse and all that, because that's how it. I guess we're trying to do all this. Yeah. I mean, if I didn't get abused, none of this. But Dan didn't do all this to me. None of this would happen. So bad. Are you for sure you didn't cut nobody? Yeah, for sure I didn't cut anybody. You just shot everybody? Yeah. The yeah, James had to cut on his boat. It's because me and him was playing with toys. Okay. And James and that paid attention. And one of his toys had a shop and it slit his head open. Yeah. But that's it. Can you show me where, where you shot him at? I shot Dan right there. In the temple? Somewhere on the side of his head. I don't remember. It's not lower than it's not lower than his eye. What is it? I saw I saw him somewhere on my head. Okay, like right around the side? Yeah. Where did you shoot your mom at? Back of the head. The back? Did she wake up whenever you shot down? Mm-hmm. What about Cage? Where did you shoot him at? Back of the head. What about Jameson? Same way. Were they they all in bed when you did this? Or? No. Mom and Dan was in bed. Mm-hmm. Gage was... Gage went into their room. I shot oh. him in the back bed. Jameson was in my room. Well, in mine his. Because you take care of Jameson all the time? All the time. When you shot Dan and your mother, did uh, Gage wake up and come to that room because maybe... No, he was awake. He heard the shots, but he didn't know what it was. Okay. So you're in their room after you shoot Dan and your mother. Gage walks in. Gage walks in, I shot him. Back in the back of the head. In the back of the head. How did you manage to shoot him in the back of the head? Because, I mean, I'm assuming he walked in and seen you. He, he didn't see me right in the room because after that, Jameson needed his strength and I gave him his strength. Gage wanted to check out what that was. He went to the room, saw them, and I shot him. Did you come up like behind him? I came up behind him. Okay. So while you were giving Jameson a drink, you went back to your mom, your mom and Dan, your mom and Dan's room. Shot Gage. Yeah, Gage was in there looking. I guess see what it was, and he shot him in the back of the head. Oh, we perfect. So Jameson is shot in your room, or in mine and his one, basically his one. Yeah. I mean, I was. So, did he go back to sleep after you gave him a drink, or was he up for the evening? He was up. Was he in his bed, under the bed? He was on the, he was walking around on the ground. Oh, he's walking around, okay. I mean, now we grab shit him. Then while he was walking around, you just shot him in the back of the head as well. Where did his body land, do you remember? I didn't pay attention. I didn't pay attention at all. Just had to open his watch and I panicked. Not when it... Did you immediately leave the house after you? I wanted to kill myself. I felt like I did. Mm-hmm. But I didn't do it because my dad, 
I didn't kill myself because I got punished way back. I went. And she needed me. Bless out there. She's been going on in my life. So after you after you shot everyone, did you did you or did you leave your house like as soon as it happened or? Bless out panic. Yeah. Did you walk to Rebecca's? No, I went my bike now. Where your bike? Your bicycle or what? My bike. Yeah, I don't know. Was it a bicycle or was it like a bicycle? Motorized? I didn't know if it was motorized or something. No, I wish. I That's don't. a long way to ride your bike, buddy. Yeah. I just wear it too much. What, do you know which door you exited your house after you left? The front door. The front door? You didn't, those big glass screens where you didn't exit those ones? Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, it's the middle of it is glass, mm-hmm. but the all around it isn't. Oh, okay. Were your bike inside or outside the house? Outside. Outside. That's just good for So, no, you do. I mean, if then this would have happened, then it was me and all that. You think that's took me a while? Yeah, they would be definitely not. And you know, I talked to Rebecca, and I told Rebecca, I don't think they did to me. They tried trying to make me something and all that. And she's like, you need to get out of there. You need to come here with you, sir. I said, this last thing I need to be killed. Because then, like I said, he did point that gun to my head. Oh. Mm-hmm. And I told it, I told her about it. Gavin's going to hang his entire defense on this claim. Ever subtle, he says, if Dan didn't do this, they'd still be alive. As if this entire situation is Dan's fault. I don't know if this was something that he planned ahead of time, or if he just improvised his way into this theory and decided to stick with it. But either way, that's his story. Personally, I don't think Gavin has the capacity to think this far ahead. I think he just landed here. Since he seems to have this habit of focusing on little details that he thinks he can get away with, somehow believing that they're going to win him some favor. Like he thinks the police are going to let up on him if he could convince them that Dan was abusing him, despite the fact that thousands of children are abused every day, which is a horrible statistic that I wish I didn't have the data to back up. But none of those kids decide to kill their entire family to escape. Even if it was true, which again, it isn't, all of these deaths are still on him. He decided to react this way. He's doing it with the Jameson story too. He believes that even though he admits to killing him, if he can convince the detectives that he didn't slit his throat, he'll show that he's not a monster and they'll take it easy on him. And I'm not sure if you weren't aware of this or not, but after you shot everyone, did did you place that gun? Where did you place that gun? I put it back in the chest. Right where you got it from. Yeah. Okay. Because I panicked. I just didn't know what to do with it. Um, do you mind to write down all your social media accounts? Oh. I mean, I don't get on Instagram anymore. 
Right. I'll give it to you. Appreciate it. You're welcome. That's just part of the thing. We, you know, this is going to be a process, man. You want me to put the user on the past and put the social media on top, the account? Just, just write out what, what account it is and what, you know, what it's for. Okay. Like if it's Instagram, put your Instagram name. If it's like Google Duo, whatever that is. Just write Snapchat. out. Trying to admit my Snapchat. I don't think, because Google Duo deletes everything after you leave it. Huh? It's a Google Duo. It deletes all the messages. It does? Yeah. Well, we still got to try to find it. I'll still give it to you. They're not there, they're not there, but... How do you do the A for Gmail? You just make a little A and put a circle around it. Is that okay if I just make a Waco A? Because you know what it means. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For A, I guess. Yeah. I got you. Snapchat, Instagram, and Google Meet. Oh, yeah. What's that number at the bottom? The three nine zero 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 nine five nine two. Are you on the wider bell? Three nine. Yeah. <laughs> I like your smile. I'm sorry. That's okay. Yeah, write that number out. Can you read the last? Yeah. Is it this one? Yeah. Are they are these the same number that you're right now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just. I'm walking out. We like it. Okay. That's fine. That better? Yeah, man, that's better. Is that the same number down here? Yes, these tell the same number. That's the Instagram password. It's capital A, no, and question mark. Yeah, okay. But it's the same number. Yes. Capital A, little a, question mark, and then that's the same number, and then that's the same number. Yes. Okay. Then your Google Meet is Grim Reaper 2004x2003 at gmail.com. Yes. Okay. Your Snapchat chat is Demon Child. Cat. What is the K? K A T? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Do you want me to write all the thing off? No. Shadow Panther nineteen eighty seven for Instagram. Yes. And then three nine zero zero nine five nine eight two. Yeah. Capital A little A question mark. Mm-hmm. That's all. Yeah. You just make that an A on uh Demon Child Cat. Kind of connected to the team. Okay, I got you. You're fine. Do you have any other social media accounts? No, I mean, I used my Facebook. I deleted that account. What was your Facebook name? Jacobs. I don't know why I did that. Okay. But 
It's long gone. Okay. Do you have any other Facebook accounts? No, I do not. There's a bit of a lull in the interrogation, as detectives get all Gavin's social media info, which is standard procedure for any modern-day police investigation, but is especially relevant here, because Gavin told Rebecca what he was planning to do, in excruciating detail, using apps like Snapchat and Google Meet. He used these apps because he thought the messages he sent would be irretrievably deleted shortly after, but surprisingly, he was wrong. I also wanted to leave this in here for some perspective, I'm sure we've all thought back to our early days on the internet and cringed at the usernames and handles we thought were so edgy and cool. Luckily, most of us will never have to face the embarrassment of recounting those details to anyone. But Gavin does. Imagine not only having to admit to someone that your Gmail is GrimxReaper2004x2003, or that your Snapchat was DemonChildCat with a K, but doing so in the context of a multiple murder investigation aimed at you, where some of the most crucial and frequently referenced evidence is directly tied to those cringy usernames. <sighs> so it could always be worse. So Gavin, you said we're at, I just want to make sure I understand, we're at on everybody's, where did you shoot Dan on his body? His head. The front or the back? Uh, side. Side? Side. Mom, back. Elbow was back of the head. So you shot Dan in the side of the head. You remember which side? No, I did not. Okay. I don't remember which side. You shot Mom in the back of the head? Mm-hmm. What was Mom doing when you shot her? Sleep. She didn't sleep on her, was she laying on her front? Or? Uh, yeah, she was laying on the front. How was Dan laying? Uh, on his side. On his side. What about Gavin? Uh, Gage. Gage, I'm sorry. Uh, he was standing up. Standing when, up. When I saw him. What was he doing? Checking on Gus' gun sound. At the gun sound. Okay. So where was he standing? At the door. Huh? At the door. At the door. Um, how far away were you from Dan and your mom when you shot him? At the end of the bed. Okay. So you're at the end of the bed. It's like the how? How's the bed? Set up? Is it like against? It's like this table. It's straight. The bed straight. Okay. I just like that. So were you at like their feet or their their feet, their head or feet? Okay. And where was Gage? Uh, he was at the door. Okay. Then where were you standing when you shot Gage? Behind. Huh? Behind him. Behind him. So he walked into the room. Yeah, and I shot him. You shot him? In the back of the head. Okay. Did he see you? Mm-mm. He never saw you? Mm-hmm. Tell him what you told me when he was gone. That, you know, you had walked in Jameson's room? Yeah. He he walked to give Jameson the drink. By that time, Gage walked in the room to see what happened. And you went up behind him and shot him? Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yes, sir. Okay. okay. Did, you, did you only shoot everyone just once? Or was there multiple times? Or? I shot everybody once. Once? Mm-hmm. And you shot Jameson where at on his head? Back of the head. Okay. Where was he? Uh, beside my bed. Beside your bed? Yeah, because my bed is in front of the hallway. And his bed's in the side of the wind, his crib. Okay. I just... So was he, was he out of his crib or was he... He was walking around on the ground. Okay. And you shot him in the back of the head? Okay. So did you cut... Did, did 
No. Jameson's throat get cut at all. No, not from the knife. Me, like I said, me and Jameson was playing with a toy. Yeah. And when his toys were shoved, when the edges of it, it sliced his throat a little bit. Okay. When was that? A couple of days ago. Okay. I think the way he was getting that, did you ever once use that knife on anyone? Just, yeah. No, I mean, I touched the knife. But right. Okay. I never you never used... touched no mm-hmm. You just so. used the gun. Yes. Okay. Did you, had you already packed clothes to no. leave before? No, so. So, so after all this is done, after you kill everybody, what what what's going through your head then? I panicked. Okay. Which what? I realized what I did. Okay. And I wanted to kill myself, but I fought against it. Because okay. I promised with that guy I wouldn't do it, since he's having so much going on. Did you call Rebecca and tell you after you after you did it, or let her know that you did it? I told her what I did. When did you tell her that? That same day, I shot them. How did you, How did you tell her? Uh, through the iPad on Google. Uh, Google Meet on Google Duo. It's one of those, but I know for a fact that it's Google Meet. Google Meet. Google Meet. Yes. Where's the iPad that you were using? On the couch. Okay. Was it like your school iPad, or you told her on your school iPad? Yeah. Okay. Did you take anything with you, like cell phone, iPad, tablet, no, so. anything with you? No. How did you get to Rebecca's house? Well, I went to her house before, and it just, I haven't memorized. Okay. memorized. Did, did you walk there, drive I'll load my bicycle down. Okay. Did you pack clothes? No, so. You didn't take any clothes with you? Mm-mm. Just these I had on. I had jeans on, like I said, but they had a big hole in it and not do it that way, but they didn't have anything on it. What else were you wearing? These. Shorts? Shorts, except my pants was over my shorts. Okay. But your shoes? Same shoes. Okay. What kind of uh, shirt do you have on? Yes. That t-shirt? Mm-hmm. Did you have anything up on every top of it? Ah, uh, yeah. How do you put That's it. Said, when you shot? Yeah, when I shot them, but... You had a hoodie on when you shot them? Yeah. But I don't know where the hoodie went. Okay. Did you maybe leave it at Rebecca's? No, I took it off this time. Sorry, took it off? Yeah. Well, there... So, I was, when I was outside talking to some other investigators there, were there some other clothes? Yeah, my clothes were on my dresser before I left. I didn't pack them, though. What was it? I said some of my clothes was on top of my dress off, but I didn't pack them. Okay. What about at Rebecca's house? Did you have some clothes hidden somewhere in her house? No. This is the clothes I had on. Okay. Besides my jeans. Okay. What about your sweatshirt? I got one of that. Okay. Was there like a bandana or something? Yeah, a bandana because I don't want to catch this COVID. Okay. So it's like your COVID bandana? Yeah. That's about it. That's only that was my COVID bandana. At? At her house. At Rebecca's? Yes. So you had your bandana for COVID yeah. and a protection, you know, face mask type deal. That's about it. And you had a pair of jeans. Yeah. And you had a sweatshirt. When did you get rid of that sweatshirt at? Um, I don't really remember the area, but it was on the road somewhere. Oh, you left it on the road somewhere? Yeah. Okay. Did the 
So tell me about the gun. Did the gun jam or anything Mm-mm. at any point? No, no, so. Okay. It's one of those guns without, like a police gun, you can just shoot, you die in a concert for that. Okay. But it never, like, Mm-mm, jammed no. on you or anything? You never had to mess with it to get it to fire again? No, so. Okay. I can't tell if Gavin is being dishonest here or if he genuinely doesn't remember some of these things. It seems strange that, given what he's already admitted to, he would choose to lie about something like having a change of clothes or where he ditched a sweatshirt, but it's impossible to tell for sure, because Gavin tends to lie for no reason. This is why detectives don't need to do much beyond asking him the same questions multiple times, because he very rarely stays consistent, even with simple stuff. It's possible that he's just overwhelmed, which would be fair in these circumstances, but either way, he's not going to get any sympathy from the detectives. So if, if I'm just trying to understand all this. Now, I get it, on, like on, maybe on like some of the physical stuff, but I, what I'm having a hard time understanding here, Gavin, is why, you know, your Dan had been with your mom for years, you know, yeah. four plus years. Um, and I get he's probably an asshole, and he's probably a jerk. But I don't understand, because I work a lot of these tough cases, and I just don't understand how he's there with you all for four years, and then all of a sudden, September to November, he starts trying she, to make suck his dick. Not she. He, he would do it when she's not alone. Well, I understand that, but it's just, I'm having a, I'm not saying that he wasn't a jerk, he wasn't an asshole, and he wasn't maybe physically and maybe verbally abusive to you, but I'm having a hard time believing the, the sexual part of it. Does that make sense? Yes, I understand. I'm, I'm just having a hard time. It's hard to explain, but those are the ones that he did it. Well, are you telling a lie? Are you telling a lie? Or are you telling the truth about telling that part? Truth. I want to believe everything you're telling me, but that's just not making. I it had no light tonight to a cop. I'm telling the truth. Well, I understand. You know, when people do things like this, they want to try to search themselves for a reason because they're ashamed of what they did. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you, uh, for whatever was going on through your head, um, you, you, you plan to kill your whole family. And a lot of times people look for, they're, they're ashamed of what they did, so they look for something else to, yeah. to blame it on. Um, so is that what's happening here? No, I'm not blaming on anything because I know what I did and it's messed up. I regret everything I did. Okay. I don't go blaming on other people. Okay. I'm not that type of person. But you never did suck. No, no, so I did not. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. I just want to make sure. I mean, I I can kind of see that, you know, if you sent pictures of the bruising, but, you know, it seems like you've told Rebecca everything for the most part, but you didn't tell her about him trying to make you suck his dick. Yes, I have. You did tell her that? Mm -hmm. I told her everything he's ever done to me. You did tell Rebecca that? Yes, everything that he's done to me. Okay. What were you thinking whenever you were shooting your family? I wasn't thinking straight when I shot them, but after I shot them, I realized how much what I did. Because I got so depressed and I started crying. Okay. And then I wanted to kill myself, but then I thought against it. 
Have you showered or took a bath since when this happened? No. Oh. Well, I haven't. Yeah. What's those bruises on your neck, bro? <laughs> Way back at Gammy Hickey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know this. <laughs> I guess she was just trying to get my mind off everything. What did she say to you about all this? She realized what I did. And she told me I shouldn't have done it, but... He said that if you didn't do that, your dad would, you know, step dad would probably kill you. When did Rebecca give you the tickets? Huh? When did Rebecca give you the tickets? Last night. Last night? Yeah. Last night and this morning. Okay. Was there a knife in your bedroom? No. There was a knife that I told you that I touched, and I put it on the hallway shelf. There's never a knife in my room. You got the knife from the kitchen, is what you From said? the kitchen, yes. So did you, I'm assuming you attended on using that knife? Is that what you got? Yeah, on myself, after I done everything, but I fought against it. Okay. I just put the knife back on the shelf. Okay. <clears throat> did you ever tell Buster about Dan trying to suck your dick? Uh, you made me accept him. Yeah. No, I did not. I didn't tell Buster anything. You didn't? No. I mean, the last thing I need is him to because he's that old age. And Okay. So, your mom and Dan, were they awake or sleeping? You shot sleeping. Them? So, what time of day was this? It was daytime, but I don't know what time. Was it like first thing in the morning, or was it later in the day? No, in the day. That's all I can say. Why were they sleeping? I thought they do. Is they sleep during the day and yeah, stay up all night? Do they work anywhere? Mm-mm, no. Dan hasn't walked for a couple of years. Mom hasn't walked since Dan and her got together. You ever seen him use like alcohol or drugs or anything like that? Dan, he if you check the faces, I found out he used to drink all the time. Was he would get drunk? Yeah. No drugs though. No drugs though. Do you drink or use drugs? No, it's not. I'm this is one of the only times in the entire interrogation where, to me, Gavin seems somewhat genuine. Now, like I said earlier, I had a brief exchange with someone from the police department myself about Gavin's claims of abuse, and they said that they were definitely not true. But when Gavin talks about his parents not working and sleeping during the day, he sounds sincere. He didn't stutter or hesitate, and although he's changed the time of day of the story several times, this would at least add a little bit of credibility to the part where he shot his parents asleep, in bed, while it was still light outside. Obviously that doesn't constitute abuse, and doesn't come close to justifying his actions, but it may give us at least a little insight into one of the reasons why Gavin actually decided to do this. Regardless, it definitely feels good to see the police tell him to his face that they don't believe him, and show that they aren't letting up. It's also unsettling that the one time Gavin has a shred of opportunity to pin some bruises on his neck on Dan to back up his abuse story, he instead smiles and laughs and says, Oh, those are hickeys from Rebecca. Yesterday and this morning, she was just trying to get my mind off things. Which is par for the course for Gavin, but also gives you an idea of just how complicit Rebecca was, cheering up the 16-year-old family killer with some smooches on the neck, fully aware of what he'd just done. 
You said your dad's been out of the picture for a while? He's been out of the picture since I was one years old. When's the last time you talked to him? I actually never talked to him. You know where he is? Try to get a hold of him or anything? Oh, I know last time I heard was from uh, Buster. Is he said that my dad is in Beckley, but I don't know if that's well. You don't know his name? Uh, I didn't know his name, but I forgot it. Okay. No, I don't know. Well, I'm going to go check back. But... There are other guys. See if they anything else. We'll be right back. Oh, it's not. We got back. Yeah, sure. Are there any other uh, social media accounts or anything else? Mm -mm, that's the only one. Sure. Thanks, Jeff. You're welcome. Get your belly full, buddy. Yeah. Huh? Yes. You want some of these Wendy's fries? I know you don't like them, but. No, I'm fine. You sure? I haven't ate mine. You want anything else to eat or drink? No, sir. Okay. Besides, I didn't drink half mine. Okay. We've got a few more questions to ask you, is that okay? Yeah, okay. Right. How, do you, how do you get a hold of Buster? Is he the one that lives on Elk River Road? Yes. Okay. How do you get a hold of him? Do you have a number for him or anything? I have this number in my head. But he doesn't know that it is. Would you mind writing that down? Yes. I have had contact with him since they put the restraint on against him for going up. Gotcha. And do you know who Gage's father is? Yeah, but he's actually out one of the cops. Like, he has state troopers on him after him. Oh, so you mean he's wanted by the police? So yes. Okay, do you know his name by chance? Wick. Well, Wetchard. Richard? Wetchard. Yeah, last name? Wickley. Richard Ripley? Wickley. Yeah, like, like Jackson County Wickley. Really? Okay. Yes. But uh, he hasn't been engaged his life for the house. Well, no one's life for the house. And I'm, a, I'm just assuming Jameson is Dan and your mother's child, correct? Yes. Okay. So you you engage have had different fathers along. Okay. Yeah. But Dan is Jameson's dad. Yeah, I remember my dad's name, Jerry Smith. Jerry Smith is your J E R R Y. Okay. And you I, said he he's from Bagley area, you think? I think. That's what uh bust up on there. Want another chicken nugget? No, I'm sure. fine. Yes. Hey, Chelsea, you should eat. Hmm? <laughs> you should eat. Oh, no. Withering away or nothing. <laughs> As we head into the last leg of questioning, police do a good job of getting Gavin back to a vulnerable place. They left him alone to sweat for a couple minutes, but came back into the room with a friendly demeanor, again offering Gavin food and asking about his well-being, making him feel like they're on his side again. And again, it works because Gavin smiles and jokes back. If you've seen even a handful of interrogation videos, manipulations like this probably seem obvious to you, and you may wonder how people can fall for these tactics time and time again, but when you're actually in a stressful situation like a real police interrogation, it becomes much harder to detect. These methods are considered classics for a reason. It's because they work. 
Now, we've been talking to our other detectives up at your, your house, and that happened. And they told us that uh, Jameson's body is kind of, you know, oddly placed. It seemed like, did you, did you maybe move his body by chance? No, I shot him. I didn't pay attention to where he fell. Did you maybe cover him up with anything? No. Because they're saying that there's some sort of like blanket over him. I wouldn't see how that would get there unless maybe you placed it on it. I might have actually moved the blanket. It's okay if you did. We, we were just curious how it got there. Do you, you think you did? I it? probably accidentally moved it. Okay. How but would you actually? It was on the edge of the bed, like half of the blanket. Mm-hmm. And if you touch it, it'll fall over. Okay. So, so I might have actually touched it and found top of them. Okay. And they say, you know, half is, it seems like, you know, the upper part of the body is kind of underneath the bed or... Does he have a crib, or you guys sleep in the same bed, or how? Oh, uh, he has a crib. Okay. But he won't sleep in it. We slept together. Okay. So, do you know if maybe his head was up underneath? No, he was standing up. He was extremely close to the bed when I saw him. Okay. I didn't pay attention to where he fell. But did did you lay that blanket over top of him, or? I might have accidentally knocked it so, onto him. So after you shot him? Yeah, after I shot him. Were you like trying to cover him up? Mm-mm. No. It's okay if you were. We were just going through a lot of love, I guess. It would be kind of hard to look at, man. We understand that. We're just trying to understand why he was found a certain way. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes, sir. I understand. I mean, I didn't pay attention where his body dropped because that guy shot him. I realized what I did. You, and you, you did not move the body. You just, I did not move any body. shot him, he just... He fell where he fell. Yes. And you, are you saying you did put that blanket over top of it? I did not, but I might have actually touched it when I wasn't paying attention. How, how far away from you were, were you from Jameson when you did shoot him? I mean, were you like in your doorway or were you really close to him when you did it? I was at his crib when I shot him. Okay, so you were, you were all the way in the room with him? Yeah. And you call it a crib? Is it like an actual crib? Or? It's an actual crib. It is. So it's incredibly. I did have to baby up out of it. What does it look like? It's brown. Is it wooden or mostly? wooden? And uh, underneath the mattress is a metal spring. Okay. And you said you sleep in that same room. Mm-hmm. That's your bedroom too. Yeah. Where's your bed? Well, my bed's like down the hallway. My original room is in the basement, but that's a storage room now. So where do you sleep? Oh, uh, on that bed where James' body's found. Because as soon as you walk down the white right down the hallway, you'll see it's right there in the bed. It's the same way this tape was. So you have a room in the same room that Jameson I basically sleep with Jameson in his own room. Okay. Where do you keep all your clothes and stuff? And my dresser. Where's that at? White beside the bed. In Jameson in the room? In Jameson's one. Okay, so that's where you sleep. All my stuff is in Jameson's room with his. Okay. And that's where you sleep. Mm-hmm. Okay. I just sleep right there and all this so much. How was uh your buck buster related to you? Is that your mom's dad or uh well my grandpa yeah. had my mom and I'm guessing Buster is her great grandfather. Okay, so your your grandfather's name is the one that lives in Ripley, right? Yeah. His name's Timmy Saunders? Timothy. Okay. Yeah. And that's his, Buster is his father. Yes. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay, I understand.
Kevin, is there anything else we didn't ask you about that you think is important that we need to know? No. Anything you want to say to us? Or? Yeah, I'm sorry for wasting your guys' time. But it's not a waste of our time. It's a serious thing. And we appreciate you being honest with us and we talking do. with us. We do. It goes a long way. Yeah. I mean, I'm always honest with cops. Yeah, I mean, you said that to me on the way down, and you know, said it in several times. So. But Gavin isn't honest with cops, is he? In the past 90 minutes, he's told literally hundreds of easily disprovable lies, a lot of them in regards to little details that have no real bearing on the case. In fact, it almost seems like the opposite is true, and he's a compulsive liar to cops. Even after digging himself into this hole, he's still randomly interjecting, boy, I really regret doing this, wish there was something I could have done, as if it's going to do anything. I understand he's a minor, but still, how oblivious can you be? It's an awful, awful thing, buddy. Yeah. You sure you, we can't get you anything else? Yeah, we got sure. out there. He's got a whole drawer full of chips. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you like Doritos? Yeah, about fine. Okay. okay. Well, we'll be back here in a second. Yeah, you use the bathroom or anything? Mm-hmm. You good? Okay. We'll check on your hair and see what's up. Okay. You done with that? Uh, yeah. I just can't wait to fight. Police leave again and take the food this time. A subtle indication that the hospitality's over. So, what is it? Uh, so this knife, did you use the knife for anything at all? No. Okay. What did, what did you have the knife out for? Uh, like I said, I was going to use it on myself, okay. but I changed my mind. Okay. Where did you leave it? Uh, in the hallway shelf, on top of the shelf. Hallway shelf on top of the shelf. What's oh yeah, shelf? okay. In the hallway on top of the hallway shelf. There's only one shelf in there. Okay. Okay. Um, also, our detective that talked to uh, Rebecca. Yes. Now she told us about the bruising and the physical abuse, but she didn't mention anything about um, Dan trying to suck your dick. No. I'm trying to make you suck his dick. I'm sorry. I keep saying. I don't know that. Well, she she's not mentioning anything about that. Um, and if that's listen, if he was abusing you, I, I believe that part of it because you said that there were there were bruises and you sent pictures. But the sexual part of it, I'm not. That's just not making a whole lot of sense. Okay, and it's not jiving with what Rebecca's told us. So if you, if you're making that part of it up, mm. I, I can we we. I, we can work with that. I just need to know that you're telling me the whole truth. I believe the stuff about the physical abuse. I am telling you the whole truth because I told with Becca what Dan tried to do trying to make me such a step. Well, Rebecca's not saying that, that that you told her that. And if, if it didn't happen, it didn't happen. Um, I, I believe the physical stuff. I, I believe the, the bruising and him being an asshole and all that. But, it, but if he didn't try to make you suck his dick... I mean, if I had just whip shots and all that, I would show you, but... I don't because I have the damn victim. Well, she's not saying that you told her any of that stuff, okay? That's what you told her. 
Huh? I said, that's what I talk about. Well, if that stuff didn't happen, okay? I know, but it did happen. Okay. Is there anything else you can think of? Uh, what? What happens to a dog? Well, my dog. Your dog? I would imagine they'll either have to give it to a family member, call a humane officer, or something like that. But the, the dog will be taken care of. It just won't be left alone. I mean, she's full blooded, great Dane. Right. The big dog. That's a big dog to take care of. I mean, like, yeah, Dan Baja, but ever since he bought, he's just been making me take out of this other strong person I'd be able to walk on. Okay. I mean, what's the point of getting a family dog if you're just gonna make one person take care of her? The officer comes back to try one last time to get Gavin to admit that he was lying about the intimate abuse. But as always, he clings to the lie and refuses to budge. Gavin also tries to gain one last bit of sympathy by asking about his dog, framing it as another family member neglected by Dan and pushed onto him to care for. Sensing that he's not going to get any more information, the detective ends the interrogation, leaving with Gavin to take him to the bathroom before booking him into jail. As police continued to investigate, they weren't so much trying to figure out what happened, as Gavin's own testimony and evidence at the scene made that pretty clear, but why? As I said before, police were unable to find any evidence of abuse by Dan, and people who knew the family said that, as far as they knew, everything was fine before this. They talked to Gavin's grandfather, Buster, who was mentioned a few times in the interrogation, as Gavin was known to confide in him sometimes. He said that he wasn't aware of any abuse, but he did know that Gavin's family didn't like Rebecca. So much so that they actually barred him from speaking to her recently. Interesting. Using the social media login information Gavin gave them during the interrogation, they logged into his accounts and were able to recover over 15,000 messages between Gavin and Rebecca that were sent behind his parents' backs, along with records of hundreds of hours of voice and video calls. These messages told a very different story to the one Gavin and Rebecca gave police. They showed that Gavin was frustrated with his family for trying to keep him from his girlfriend. He would talk about how he wished they weren't around to interfere, and how he could finally be with her if they were gone. Rebecca would mirror this sentiment, agreeing with him, actually egging him on, telling him that he needed to do something so they could be together. Eventually, Gavin agreed, and three days before the murders, he told Rebecca he had a plan. He was going to kill his parents, blame it on abuse, and get off scot-free, and they would live happily ever after. He just had to keep his story straight, and with Rebecca backing him up, it would be smooth sailing. Now, I may sound like I'm oversimplifying here, or even being facetious, but I'm not. That was their whole plan. Once the police confronted Rebecca with this information, she caved and told them everything, meaning Gavin's fate was sealed. In an attempt to save herself, Rebecca agreed to testify against Gavin at his trial. She was given a plea deal and sentenced to 10 years in prison for her role in the crimes. Gavin went to court in 2022, 
where he was tried as an adult. Despite the mountain of evidence against him, including his interrogation where he admitted to murdering his family, his fingerprints and DNA being found on the gun used to shoot his family, and the knife used to cut Jameson's throat, the many, many messages between him and Rebecca about how he was planning to kill his family long in advance, and testimony from Rebecca herself during which she revealed that Gavin had committed the murders while on a video call with her, which was backed up by the call records, Gavin pled not guilty. Unsurprisingly, this didn't work. It took the jury six hours to find him guilty on three counts of first-degree murder, one count of second-degree murder, and one count of use of a firearm during the commission of a felony. A juror later spoke to reporters and explained their reasoning. They believed Risa and Daniel were the primary targets, since they were the ones preventing Gavin from seeing his girlfriend, so two first degrees there. They believed that after killing them, Gage likely heard the commotion and came running into the bedroom, at which point Gavin panicked and shot him as well, resulting in the second degree. But then, after he had time to think, he decided to go to Jameson's room and deliberately kill him too, resulting in the third first degree charge. And the firearm charge is pretty self-explanatory. On December 8, 2022, one day shy of the two-year anniversary of the murders, Gavin Smith was found guilty on all counts. He received individual life sentences for each of the first-degree murder counts, plus 40 years for the second degree and 10 years for the firearms charge. Due to him being a minor at the time he committed the crimes, despite being tried as an adult, he's required to be able to see the parole board after 15 years, but given his multiple consecutive life sentences, he won't be going anywhere. Ever. Thanks for watching. Uh, I hope you enjoyed my coverage of this case. This video took longer than I planned to get out, uh, but I really think it was worth it, and I think it shows a good amount of growth for my channel. This was actually the first case where I had to deal with the police department directly, like officially requesting footage and documents, and the research was tougher because the case hasn't really been covered much. To my knowledge, at the time of publishing, nobody else has made a video on this case, so I really wanted to make sure that it would hold up down the line. But let me know what you thought. Do you want to see more exclusive cases like this, or do you have a particular case that you want me to cover? Tell me in the comments below. If you want to support my channel and see more videos like this, please leave us a like, a comment, subscribe, and hit the notification bell. It's super important for the algorithm to see people engaging with my videos as much as possible, so I'd really appreciate it. If you want to go beyond that and show some extra support, you can become a channel member or join my Patreon. I added a bunch of different levels at different prices, so there's plenty of options depending on what you want to give and how much you can afford. I also started a Facebook page because a lot of creators in the true crime genre have been having issues with YouTube involving copyright strikes, plagiarism, and demonetization, and things seem a little looser over there. So uh, if you want to give the page a follow just in case anything were to happen, uh, it's Just Interrogations. Same with TikTok and Instagram, at Just Interrogations. And finally, I have a second channel where I post all the raw footage that I use in my videos called the Crime Tyrion Collection, if you want to check that out. Before I finish up with my Patreon and channel member shoutouts, I just wanted to quickly say that if you're struggling right now, know that you're not alone. I know firsthand how isolating it can feel when you're dealing with something like depression, addiction, or any kind of mental illness, and how intimidating it can be to try and pull yourself out of it. 
But you don't need to do it alone. There are resources out there, like the SAMHSA hotline, where people who have been where you are can tell you what they did to get better, and will gladly help you do the same. So please reach out. You can't do it by yourself. The world needs you, and this will pass. Alright, thanks again for watching and for all the support, especially from Lisa Wilson, One Badass Momo, Sherry Spain, and Game Changer. Until next time, have a good one. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big.